Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm, delicious. I have to do the happy chair dance for the deliciousness of my latte today. You know, I make it the same way every day. How could it possibly be different? And yet it is. Today is Monday, August 9th. Welcome to a new week. Second week of August. Um, I'm doing silver today. I have my silver Clarissa explains it all. Uh, my hair and today's earrings. We're down to the second to last. Uh, these are just little silver earrings. Let them catch the sunlight. Flash, flash. Um, they're just basically two dangly, um, sort of diamond shape folded in half like little kites, two pieces, and they are fairly simple. I think I bought them at like a department store in St. Louis when I was in college. And, um, yeah, I just like them. They're, they're simple, but you know, I like anything that catches the light, right? So I'm feeling like I'm, I have my, um, gold, metallic gold stripey coffee cup today. I feel like I need a silver one, right? But we don't worry about mixing silver and gold anymore. I remember there was a time when my mother was like, that was the fashion rule that you could not mix silver and gold. Times change. So, oh, I see I have the the hose in the background because I was doing some fertilizing. All right, we're going to try pause again. I'm going to fix that. The pause actually worked this time. Um, but I got some new plants this weekend. Uh, the keen eyed among you will note those. So I did do a little bit of watering to settle them in there. Move the pillow a bit so you can see. Yeah, I planted a couple of new Gora. Uh, nicely drought tolerant flowering plants. And it was very fun because yesterday, uh, my friends, Mika Mulry and Charlie, Charlie would talk. I don't think he cares if I say, cause he comments on my Instagram. So you'd see his last name. They came over and we had wine and the great barber and I gave them those chairs so that they could enjoy the pretty view and they just loved it. And so it was, it's always nice when somebody else enjoys your special spot as well. Um, and I gave him some of my copious columbine. Uh, so yeah, it was, um, not as productive There's a mosquito dancing around here. You're not going to have a piece of meh. That's how you talk to mosquitoes. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> I guess because they're blood suckers, you must speak to them like tiny little vampires. Um, so forgive me. I'm watching Fort to land so I could swat it. Yeah. That's how you get them. <laughs> yeah. It goes hastening rain. Okay. Smart mosquito. Um, I had a really nice weekend, um, trying to relax more, trying to have more downtime. So I did another unplugged day on Saturday and I assembled my birthday present from my mom. Yes, it's early. 
when I showed it to Meek and she was like, wait, when's your birthday? I'm like, not till the 22nd. <laughs> You're cool. Um, but my mom got me a fire table. Woo so I got that assembled. I got it assembled on Saturday afternoon. It was a fair amount of work. Um, mostly bending over. What is it about? Like when you start to get older that like bending over, you know, and having your head down and screwing in little bolts and stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's so hard. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. My belly doesn't want to bend anymore. More yoga. I need to do more yoga. Yeah. Uh, but I got that assembled and it's super cool. Uh, it took until sat Sunday morning. I had to, that was when I finally got it hooked up and did all of the leak tests and everything. But I got to show it to Megan and Charlie. We did not sit by the fire table because it was a last too hot. We went for the cool and shady grape arbor instead. But I am looking forward to having drinks on cool evenings uh, by the fire table. It puts out a lot of heat, you guys. It's really cool. So super excited about that. Thank you, mom. So I did a lot of stuff like that on Saturday. Uh, I hung out. I, I read, did some reading, did the laundry, uh, finally cleaned. So this is a big thing. This is, this is how exciting life can be, but I'd had this on my list for a long time or at least since I noticed, because we're coming up on the 12th anniversary that we've been in this house and 10 days from now. Yeah. 10 days from now. And I was looking up at the ceiling and the air conditioning intake vent. We have this sort of air conditioning system that was added on after the house was built. Not every house out here has air conditioning, but I looked up and it was like totally cobwebbed and dusty. It was disgusting. And I thought, shit, I need to clean this. But you know, it's like th these things, I guess I still haven't quite adapted to life where you live in a house. I mean, I should be right. That, you know, but like when you're younger, when you first having your own place that you're responsible for cleaning, like you're in college and you're in grad school and you know, and then like you're a young professional and you move, at least I did, I moved, you know, like every year or every few years at, you know, at the longest. And so you would end up like completely cleaning the place in between. Right. I feel like there's not a lot that prepares you in life for the kind of dirt that accumulates when you're in a place long term. And yes, now I have the people cleaning my house, which is wonderful and uh, making great inroads. But then I notice things like this air intake vent. So I, you know, I it kept sliding down my list when he's sliding, sliding, and it ended up being so easy. You know, I just had to get the step ladder out and get up there and unscrew it from the ceiling and took it outside and rinsed it off several times. And then I actually had to go through with a rag and like do each little square. It's just like a, like a big screen. I don't know, one inch squares, maybe half inch squares. Uh, but it, it looks, I was also like totally braced because here I am underneath it, right? Unscrewing the thing and I'm totally braced for something horrible to fall on my head, <laughs> but it was just an empty duct. So that was nice. They don't really show that in the movies, you know, like when the intrepid, maybe that's supposed to be not a big deal, but you know, like when the intrepid heroes, uh, you know, she gets up there and climbs into the air duct cause she's the only one small enough. They don't like show dead rodents. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are, I don't know what, whatever. Maybe they do sometimes. I guess you're not supposed to worry about those things, but when you are just cleaning your house or doing uh, household upkeep, you just don't want something like a dead road to fall on your head. So I was very happy that that did not happen. And then I got it back up there again. And I mean, like the whole thing was like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes start to finish. You know, it's funny how these things that don't really take that much time or effort just keep sliding down your list because it feels like, Oh God, I've got to deal with this. I'm sure there's a metaphor in there somewhere. Um, so what else did I do on Saturday? I did a lot of things like that. Um, and getting that table assembled took some time. So then on Sunday, David and I went out to breakfast and we stopped at the nursery on the way back and I got a few plants. I also got, um, fertilizer. I'm not a really assiduous gardener. I don't do a lot of fertilizing, but we were sitting at, uh, the pantry Rio, which is a great place to have breakfast in Santa Fe, wonderful patio. And they have morning glories all along their fence and their morning glories were in profuse bloom. And so I was like, why are their morning glories more profusely blooming than mine? I get like one or two and they said like 50. <laughs> and so I was looking it up and on my phone and seeing that it's fertilizer. Although the kind of fertilizer it recommended I get, they didn't have. So I got another kind and I've been sprinkling that on the garden and adding water. We're supposed to get rain starting up again. Uh, this week, but we've had several dry days, quite warm and also quite smoky, unfortunately. So we're looking forward to some rain to clear it out. Although it's better this morning, getting some blue skies again, blue skies smiling on me. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and then you know, I got those things planted and I went to the store to get wine and Megan and Charlie came over and they ended up coming early cause they got, um, Sunday afternoon. They couldn't find anywhere out my way to have a beer or have lunch like they had planned to. So they came here and then we went out to Harry's roadhouse afterwards. It was a very fun day, but I did ended up not getting as many things done. Uh, those of you who pay attention to such things, will notice that I did not end up posting to the SFF seven blog post. I was going to do my um, chores and get ready for them first and then do that. And then I um, ended up drinking with them. And once I start drinking, it's, it's all over. I just lose any motivation. That's all. Um, certainly to do something like write a blog post. So I ended up not writing one yesterday, even though I had it all mentally composed. Could have been. It wasn't. Birds are singing this morning. Isn't that nice? We're noticing they're not quite as songy this morning. I think that they're starting to turn their thoughts to thoughts of fall migration. Uh, Friday was not a very wordful day again. I'm starting to look at the fact that I don't know. I think I've spent a lot of years, as you guys know, um, or maybe you don't, if you're fairly new to the podcast, long-term listeners or uh, readers even know that I've spent a lot, a lot of years tracking my productivity and, and it's something I really do recommend for all writers with regardless of 
what your process is if you aim for writing scenes or um, spending a certain amount of time writing or, or what have you. I think it's really useful to track how much time you spend and how many words per hour you produce. Uh, I know some people don't want to do this because then it feels like they it puts pressure on them to produce a certain amount but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be pressure. You guys just track it. See if you can learn to treat it, you know, like the knife throwing where sticking the knife in the target is equally, um, satisfying as an option as not sticking the knife in the target because you've learned something either way. All you're doing is tracking yourself, learning from yourself. All data is good data. All knowledge is worth having, right? So that, that sort of sent me off on a men mental tangent, but I won't go there. All data is good data. So I have been tracking my productivity, uh, in various ways. I've been tracking it for a, a longer than this, but I have pretty detailed data since 2012. So almost 10 years now. And that's how I determined that my reliably productive output is 3000 words a day. If I go over 3000 words a day, um, I have a real crash, um, rebound effect where I have to, where I write a whole lot less. And so I've studied this over, over many years, um, and finding that I, you know, like where that sweet spot was. The thing that I did not account for with the pandemic year was that I didn't travel anywhere. And same with this year that I've been doing very little traveling. There's been some, but mostly I've been around every week. And so I figured my schedule that way, um, with a fairly intense release schedule where I would be writing five days a week. <laughs> I hold up four, four fingers. It's turning into four, five days a week, 3000 words a day. Um, so I should be doing like 15,000 words a week and I knew in previous years that it was not working out to 15,000 words a week. And I put this down to sometimes I'm revising, right? So, you know, I don't get the, the word count output when I'm revising, but also I have realized, and I had to kind of go back through my data and look at it. And fortunately I enjoy that <laughs> as a scientist. Uh, I went back and looked at my data and I realized that one reason why I didn't get 15,000 words a week, 52 weeks a year was because I would be traveling. I would have numerous conferences where I would be gone for a week or so. And so I had kind of known this, that if I look at it as an annual average, that my weekly output is closer to 10,000 to 12,000 words a week. If I average it over the course of the year, that makes sense. So, even though now I do still have some revising time, I haven't been traveling to conferences. And I think that what I'm seeing is a little bit of rebound that's settling me out at like the last couple of weeks, I've gotten 3000 words a day for the first three days of the week and then very little the next two days. And it's almost like it's settling out at, um, 
in the absence of other time off, that maybe 10,000 words a week is my creative output limit. And I just sort of come up dry after that. Um, and I know that that's still good. Whenever I talk about this with my friends, I said something to Grace about it. That I was, she and I were mulling on Friday afternoon because I had run out of um, words and she was working on something and we were messaging back and forth and sending each other funny things. Sassy Outwater commented how much she'd like to be out fly on the wall for our conversations. And I feel like um, it's probably good that you guys aren't. I, I don't think we're nearly as interesting as, as you guys hope. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe because you guys say you're interested in the things I babble on about here. And sometimes I, I wonder. But I, I was musing about that to her and telling her about some of my conclusions on 10,000 words a week. And she said, you know, that she, <laughs> that I write so much faster than she does that uh, she would be that that would be like a banner week for her. I'm like, I know, I know, you know, you, it's like, we have to constantly caveat that, you know, that it's all, it's all own your process. It's all own your process, find out what your process is and own it. And we all just write at different rates and the, her writing speed is different than mine. And it's not that one is better than the other. We're just different and you have to learn to work with that. And I think I'm maybe going to have to learn to work with, that I can't quite do so many words a day. So now what I'm going to have to look at is do I try spreading that out over the five days a week or do I do like three, 3000 word days and then save the other days for something? I don't know. Um, I'm also going to start traveling more again. I am going to go to the Nink conference in September. That's really the major plan. I am going to be gone at the end of this week. We're going to take the uh, grandchildren to Waterworld. So that'll be fun. Um, and I'm on, still on target to finish Dragon's Daughter. Um, I won't be if I don't pick up speed somewhat, but um, we'll cross that bridge, right? I did have going to the conference figured in as, as I've, I've stopped trying to write when I'm at conferences. So I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. So um, I think that's all I have to say today. Uh, yeah, wish me luck today. Let's see if the, the book responds. I will remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.